Hello and welcome to episode 227 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Now today is the 1st of July 2019. We are over the halfway point throughout the year. It's amazing. I can't quite believe how quick this year has gone. Now today we are continuing my tour of Gardener's World Live 2019. This is part three and this is the final part. We've got a couple of conversations that I've recorded including Annabelle from Life at Number 27. Before that we have the calendars of which there's quite a bit to go through as it's both calendars this week being the first of a month. But before that of course we have the diary. Well, today is Saturday, the 29th of June, 2019. I'm out in the garden, it's about half ten at night. And I've just grabbed my recorder because for some reason, Boona and Poppadom, my two younger chickens, have decided they're going to sleep outside instead of going into the coop. I don't know why. Perhaps they're too hot. It's been very, very hot lately. Um... they're in the run so they are locked up but I would still prefer them to be in a coop but if they want to sleep outside I can't force them in Um, although I'm going to worry about this all night now as you can imagine now this is the first update I've done all week again um, it's been busy at work to say the least I've had a lot of late evenings and I mean late I'm literally coming home, having a dinner, having a shower and going to bed, then getting up and going to work. Busy time, um, which means I haven't done much gardening, which is really annoying because I'm starting to feel a bit melancholy and like I need to get in the garden. But when I'm busy at work, I can't find the time, which is really, really annoying. Um, But that's life, isn't it? This is why I'm keen to demonstrate that we can still produce food in our gardens or allotment while working. But today being Saturday, I did do a job this morning and then when I came home, it's been a hot sweltering day, as you're probably aware. But So I thought I'd better really spend some time watering everything. Now that does take quite a while and I've got a lot of plants in pots. Um, these are like trees and things which don't need to be in pots really and I'm going to rearrange them in the future and think about where else they could go and in the ground and what have you. I really should set up my solar powered watering device but at the moment I just haven't got got it quite worked out how I'm going to have everything so these are all things that I should be doing just not got around to. Anyway, so yes, I spent a while watering. I did a little bit of weeding because I'm noticing where I've put the cage up to stop the chickens getting into anything. The weeds are growing, including tomato plants, which have obviously sprouted from seeds that are in the compost or the soil or something. So um, they've got to come out and I'll pull those out as we go along. In the greenhouse, things are looking a bit dry as well. The heat is really uh, attacking them. And drying out the soil so that's had a good drench in it again and mostly for the chilies which are the main ones that seem to be drying out chilies and peppers that's probably a good thing but 
they do need a good drenching for the tomatoes and the cucumber and the melon plants that are in there. The chickpea plant in the greenhouse at home has died, so we've lost that one. But how the others are doing, we'll report back in the future. Now the blueberries that I've got in pots at home, they are really doing well. There's quite a bit of fruit on them that are just ripening. They're not quite there, but I reckon within the next week or two, we'll be harvesting those. Anyway, that, that's what I've been up to today. It's, it's far too hot today to be really working in the garden anyway. And I, as much as I like gardening, when it gets hot and really, really hot like it has been today, I do think it's advisable to only work in the cooler hours, drink plenty of water and try and stay cool. There's always next weekend and I'll hopefully have a good week and next weekend to really crack on and do a lot of stuff and just tidy up around the edges. Anyway, that's it for today. These two chickens are going to stay outside all night, I think, or stay on the outdoor roost. Hopefully they'll be okay. Well, today is Sunday the 30th of June, the last day of June, and it's been an interesting day. I was out this morning and didn't get back till late afternoon, so uh, that was my allotment time not available this morning. Instead, we popped down this evening, the wife and I, and we actually had a couple hours on the allotment. We've done a fair bit of weeding because they have grown like mad and something that I really need to um, get back on top of. As I said yesterday, I haven't been down the allotment all week and I've, I, no, it's not like I've lost my mojo. I think I've just had a bit of a, a sulk with the allotment and the garden over the last couple of weeks. It's been hot and I don't respond well to heat. Work's been busy, which is normal, um, it being a refrigeration engineer. The sun comes out, we get busy, and that's something that I have to deal with. So that has meant the gardening, it's, it's, it's kind of not lost its mojo, I've just felt a bit despondent. But after spending a couple of hours on the allotment, it, it kind of found my mojo again. It, I felt back to how I should be. And all we did really was a bit of weeding, not a huge amount, but a little bit. And I've got a lot to do, so I'm going to have to go back down every night this week. I gave everything really good watering. And now that's something I have learned once plants are established. They just need a really, really good watering once a week, I find. Now... What that does is it encourages roots to dig down deeper. Whereas if we water daily, the roots tend to stay at the top. So that's what I've learned is that really, really good drenching. I mean a really good drenching. <laughs> you know, a, re a good oh, a can per plant or area sort of thing. Um, at least, at least that. And that, I find, just helps the plants grow better and stronger. That's my opinion anyway. Bear in mind we are on a clay soil which does hold on to moisture really, really well. Sandy soil that I used to have when I had an allotment in Brighton, that didn't work there. It was too too free draining. The water just didn't hold into the ground. But it's clay soil, it does hold on the ground. Anyway, yeah, so we've done that and we harvested quite a few bits. Gooseberries, uh, strawberries... And cherries and, and things like that. So um, a lot of the broad beans, actually. Because I had the wife with me, she just concentrated on harvesting the broad beans and actually harvested more than what I would normally do. So 
five kilos of broad beans is quite a few but they'll go in the freezer i think the broad beans are going to be coming to their end of their life soon anyway so i need a plant to go in there and i've just thought i might put one of my pumpkin plants in there once they come out now my rhubarb i've noticed some little brown lesions on the leaves and i'm not quite sure what's going on um it's not just the odd one or two it's it's pretty much quite a few they're not huge lesions they're just brown it could be they've just got a bit too hot um i'm not sure i'm not sure but i could keep an eye on them and perhaps i need to stop harvesting them and it's probably just as well because i'm sick and tired of rhubarb i've harvested so much i think it's been like a kilo every week since march and uh, it's a lot of rhubarb to find things to do with well anyway that's it for today um i'm actually just out by the chicken coop just locked them away now two of the three did go into the coop by themselves but Boona, my black tail i did have to encourage her in with a handful of corn so i don't quite know what was going on last night while the two decided to stay outside perhaps it was too hot i don't know i am but anyway they've gone in so i can sleep well tonight and as i say that's it for today hopefully tomorrow i'll get to spend a bit of time on the allotment so today is the first of july 2019 and um I managed to do some work once I got home from work. Being the first of a the month, there's a few jobs that I always like to do on the first. And the first one is I like to put some more quail eggs in the incubator. So I've put six more eggs in the incubator. I didn't get any chicks at all last month, but I just find by doing it on the first, I can keep track of when they are expected to hatch. And that's any day from the 19th to the 23rd. Works really, really well for me to keep a, a tally of what's going on and that's what i've been doing this week this well today i also always spend the first with the veggie pod now i'll be coming on to the veggie pod a bit later but i've um i tend what i tend to do is sow new seeds on the first but the seeds that were sown two months ago so that would have been the first of may yeah first of may yeah that's right um i rip those plants out they've done they've been growing for two months as a salad leaves they've been used quite a bit i could probably leave them to be honest but i harvest what i have i give some to the chickens as well and that normally gives me a really big boost of salad leaves but the good thing is what i'm sowing now will be ready in august but what i've sown at the beginning of june is now ready for harvesting so what i'm getting is this constant successional sowing which is providing us with all the salad leaves we need now i've got a wooden truck at down at the barbecue area which i am considering getting rid of this was one my dad built and it is a few years old now the, the base of it is starting to fall out and I've got lettuce in there. The lettuce starts to bolt before it's even formed a head. Now that, that might be down to how I'm looking after it, to be honest. Not necessarily a fault of the unit itself, but a veggie pod just doesn't do that at all. And in comparison, I am finding the veggie pod to be far, far superior. Now after that, I did give everything 
a good water. All my plants are in pots, blueberries and things like that are looking really, really thirsty at this time of year. So it's always worth doing. A lot of my pots and things are going to be sorted out over the next few weeks. Yeah, um, I am finding that I am struggling, not struggling to find work to do on the garden, struggling to find time certainly, but it feels like all I've been doing lately is weeding and watering. Now the weeding is paying off, but there's more to gardening than just weeding and watering. And I do look forward to having a nice project to sink my teeth into each week. Unfortunately, with work, that's not always the case at this time of year. Now, the weekly harvest report. I've had so many troubles over the last few weeks releasing the weekly harvest report. I said I'd published last week's one and I had hit published and it said it had published, but it didn't for some reason. So I finally managed to get that sorted last night. And just before this podcast came out, I have released this week's um, weekly harvest report. On that, we've got four kilos of broad beans because my wife came down with me last night to the allotment and helped me harvest a load of it, which really, really helped. There was a lot of gooseberries and, and um, uh, raspberries as well. So all in all, a very, very good week. I'm also noticing I've just passed the point where I'm harvested more than what I've spent. So let's hope that continues on throughout this year. That's quite funny. That's exactly six months in. Now I'm going to go into this into a bit more detail next week once I've analysed everything as a mid-year kind of review. But yes, that's what I've been up to this week. Now, as I said in the intro, we have both calendars to go through. We'll start, of course, with the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Calendar. And that tip of the week is hot, wet weather can accelerate weed growth and the spread of disease. So be vigilant. Keep weeds under control and check plants regularly. Yep, um, certainly something I found, as much as I prayed for the rain, it certainly brought on the weeds. Now, the perennial calendar for July. What to do in July? July is often a wonderfully warm and sunny month and your garden will be largely flourishing by itself, giving you more time to sit back and enjoy it. Fruit and vegetables. If you are growing courgettes, start picking them now, else they'll start turning into giant marrows. So Swiss chard, kale, lettuce, radish and beetroot for more salad foods to keep you going through late summer. Flowers. Prolong your beautiful blooms through the whole of the summer by deadheading them often. Getting rid of old flowers to free up space and energy for new growth. In the greenhouse. Vigilance is needed in the greenhouse during summer as pests such as white flower, leaf hopper, red spider mite and mealybugs are active now. It's possible to keep them at bay without relying on pesticides, though things such as isolation areas for affected plants, rotation, hand-picking of pests and bringing in natural predators like ladybirds. Trees and shrubs. Newly planted trees and shrubs are in danger of drying out during the hot months as they are needed more water than people imagine. Prune June flowering shrubs such as Philadelphus and Wigilia after they flowered. Wildlife. 
provide clean water for birds during the hot weather, not just for drinking, but for bathing and cooling down. Top up ponds and water features with fresh water and use a spray attachment as this will help aerate the water at the same time. Yeah, that's a lot to get through. Um, I've not really got a huge amount to add on to that. Certainly like the idea of sowing Swiss chard as I want to grow a lot more plants throughout the winter. So as I said in the intro, we're going to be continuing my tour of Gardener's World Live. So let's go ahead and check that out. We're continuing on at Gardener's World Live in the NEC at Birmingham. Now, as, as I said previously, it's not just Gardener's World Live, there is BBC Good Food Live, which is where my wife and brother have spent most of the day. They've been sampling food and alcohol, learning some tips from top chefs, and, and so on. So really, you get two shows for the price of one. And very similar to Gardener's World Live, there's lots of stalls and lots of talks going on. For me, it's Gardener's World Live. Now, at this show, there is lots of stalls. Now, it's not all about the stalls, I will admit, but the stalls that are here, you can pretty much buy anything you can imagine for a garden. And many of you know, one of my favourite things to do in my garden is barbecue. I love the fact that I can pick fresh vegetables straight out of my garden, throw it onto my barbecue, cook it and eat it all in the garden. If you've seen any of my recent videos, you will know I have a garden gadget that I bought back in December. And I can see the manufacturer here, so I want to go see if I can grab a few minutes with them and uh, get them to explain a bit more on this product. Back in December, I brought a cool box table to use in my barbecue area made by Outside Gang. And I love it. If you watch my YouTube videos, you often see me chopping vegetables on top or watching vegetables inside and so on. I've got the manufacturer and the designer and the head bloke here and he's going to chat to us about it. So, how do I introduce you? Uh, oh, I, I wear many hats these days. My name's Graham um, and I'm the, uh, I guess, the designer and the inventor of the product. Um, and, and now I'm the salesman and the managing director of the company. Yeah, so your product, I absolutely love this. It has been fantastic in our garden. But for the audience at home, what are they uh, going to be looking at? Okay, so these are known as cool bar tables, but you can think of it, I guess, as a cool box that's been reinvented um, and it gives you a lovely piece of furniture that does many things. Um, so the main aim with it was to sort of create something you could put next to your barbecue um, that gave you a hygienic space to chop and prep uh, food. It also gave you somewhere to keep things chilled um, and something, somewhere that you could wash up, uh, use it as a sink. And another feature is uh, we have a unique party tray that allows you to use it uh, as a mini bar. So it's all of those things in one. Fantastic. Now, I've left mine out all over the winter, except for the wooden or the bamboo is at the top. But left mine out all winter and it's been absolutely fine. Is that a common thing? Absolutely. We designed it so that it would be weatherproof. So you've got um, PE resin, which is really durable. It's UV proofed. You've got uh, aluminium components. There's nothing worse than when you invest in uh, a barbecue, for instance, um, and leave it outside. And after a year, it starts to look a bit tatty. So we've made sure all the components are not only manufactured in the UK, uh, but are also super weatherproof. So you can leave it outside. But one of the things a lot of our customers ask for, because they don't want to clean it down, they've asked for a rain cover. So we have created that, which allows you 
uh, to cover it up when, when not in use and so you can leave your bamboo in place but equally they're so handy we take ours inside when we're not using it outside and mini bar it's an extra butcher's block we add it uh, to the end of the table when we have guests round. It gives us an extra surface. And in the living room, we have uh, the smaller version, which is known as the Freebird, which is just uh, the same model with short legs. We have that as a, um, a, a side table or a coffee table in the living room. Yeah, well, what we found Christmas Eve, we left ours outside, filled it with water on our drinks for Christmas Day, and it kept it cold during Christmas Day for us while in using a drink. Brilliant, yeah. I'm really uh, pleased to hear that, yeah. yeah. I mean, and coming into barbecue season, filling that with ice, getting your drinks in, fantastic. Brilliant. I also love the fact that it has multiple uses. As I said, I use it quite often for chopping tables or washing my vegetables, and it's brilliant for that. So, yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wants to find out more about it, where do they go? Yeah, so the first place to start is uh, outsidegang.com, and on there we have, um, we have a section where you can sort of learn about the products, um, there's a few YouTube videos on there and we're adding content all the time um, as we discover what our uh, customers like to use it for we're adding more information um, and we've got some uh, accessories in the working so you can add to this so it's not just a table we're going to add some really exciting things over the next 12 months um, so keep an eye out um, also Instagram outside gang shop um, Facebook outside gang shop um, if you uh, follow us on there, um, and we'll keep you updated with all the exciting attachments we're going to add. Fantastic. Thank you very much for this, Graham. Thanks, Richard. All right, well, I've just found a lovely young lady who's been on the podcast before and was very, very popular. Annabelle, how are you doing? Hello. Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So, it's been a few months since I last had you on the podcast. What's been going on with your life? What's not been going on is a better question. I think the last time we spoke, we were at my allotment. Yeah. That allotment is now gone. It's not mine anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's gone. The thing that whole started this whole journey is actually is gone now. So I lost, I gave it over last weekend. Right. Um, so yeah, it's gone. Other than there's a few parts I still need to dig up, but luckily I know the people, new people, so they've said that's fine. Just take them when you can. Um, but you know, everything sort of changed. So the organisation is, is up and running a bit more than what it was then. Um, I've left my day job when I'm about to in the next couple of days and moving house onto a narrow boat so I can do it all full time. Um, I've started working in schools, which was a big thing for me. So delivering the actual programs that I've designed, working with especially 13 to 14 year old girls, but actually for anyone, any age of schools and getting them out of the classroom and getting them a bit of wellbeing based therapy and also gardening based therapy, of course, and trying to get, yeah. Yeah. Just give them someone that they can relate to, hopefully, um, and a different role model that they can open up to and talk to. Um, and yeah, and the adult site will be the first one we'll be opening in October. So it's been a bit busy, um, yeah. but really good. It's all going in the right direction, which is what we wanted. So yeah. yeah. Now I have gained new listeners since you were last on. So should we, we start with what life at number twenty-seven is out to achieve? Yeah. So yeah. life at number twenty-seven is all around providing. A series of therapy options now that I didn't have throughout my years of growing up. So just trying to get loads of people into gardening that are struggling with their mental health. Not necessarily into gardening. For me, it's actually it's about bringing new people into the industry. So people that think, oh, I don't need to garden. Or they don't see it as cool. Or they're young and they think, oh, that's what older people do. Actually, it's changing that. And actually going, do you know what? Why don't you just give it a go? Because it might help with your mental health. And so actually, if you can grow and nurture a seed 
do that and then see if it can what have you applied the same methods to your own to your own self and then see how it can change your life and also actually when I think about it and you think about it even more people that are literally living one day to the next a lot of people without realizing are actually for them to wake up the next day is a massive achievement so if you can get them to sow a seed without them realizing you've automatically got them thinking a week ahead six months ahead without them even yeah without them even noticing and all of a sudden yeah they're looking forward to that time and hopefully it will keep them with us in this world and alive a bit longer simply by just getting them to sow a seed and plant and look after something else because actually we're all great at looking after other people a lot better than we are ourselves so that's really what the organization's all around now it's not my little blog that it was three and a half years ago which is all a bit bonkers but yeah, yeah. well i noticed when we last had you on there was such a big support from my listeners that came to you i've seen they commenting on your things as well so it's really has proven to me that there is a calling for this sort of work and, and you'll get out there doing it so hat off to you completely and it's very very proud of yourself I'm sure you are I, I, I know you quite well now and I'm very proud of what you're achieving so thank well you. done thank you it's, yeah it's I think for me it's all around doing something I think uh, there's a lot of been a lot of conversation yeah. everyone's saying oh it's great for your well-being but we actually need to do something. Talking about it, yeah, it's great because it raises awareness, but we actually need to do something. And I really hope, actually, through me setting up the organisation, it takes me from just doing something and talking and do, talking about it like I do at the shows and in the blog and stuff, and it actually does something and it actually helps change people's lives because that's what we need. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it'll do that. But, yeah, I'm a little bit proud. Tired <laughs> most of the time, but, yeah. But you deserve it. You know, you've worked hard at this and I've seen it. <laughs> Now, obviously, I'm caught up with you on the empathy stand, which is, uh, ah. what is empathy all about? So empathy are an amazing sponsor of the organisation and supporter. They're super passionate about everything that I do and they're just behind me, like, every minute of every day, which is huge for me, especially as, a, as I'm doing it all on my own. It's sometimes it feels like I'm on my own when actually I'm not. I've got the great team of empathy behind me that are constantly there supporting me. And as you can see, yeah, we're on the stand because they sponsor it, so I'm here supporting them spreading the message um but also yeah raising awareness of the organization so empathy in a nutshell are all around empathy which actually i love the title it fits perfectly because it's having empathy for your plants which fits perfectly with the organization um for me i thought it was a no-brainer luckily they did too um but it's all around actually bringing back that natural soil structure and that natural life so mycorrhizal funky is natural is in all soil if you leave it untouched it's there but obviously we play around with soil so much and cultivate it move it around that we actually without realizing we're killing all that soil life underneath the ground um, so what their products do is bring that back to life and give you back that life that and like secondary root system the natural woodlands you get you always have fungi growing up next to trees you notice yeah. it and woodlands are thriving whereas in cultivated spaces it's a totally different story because we're there constantly damaging the soil um, so yeah, their products are all around bringing the soil back to life, but in natural ways, um, endorsed by the RHS as well, which is always fantastic um, for getting the message out there. Um, but yeah, it's all around just, yeah, getting the life back into soil. So that's their focus. It's actually, the brand is actually a small part of a massive research right. organisation. They're actually all around research and trying to change the way the, the world sees soil and understands soil. And actually just empathy is, is the small part of it that helps try raise more money to, write, to do more research so it fits perfectly that they're trying to change 
the world in terms of farming and soil and gardening and then I'm trying to do it in terms of mental health um, so it's a great partnership and yeah luckily yeah we've teamed up on the stand here today um, and in great situ right opposite the main theatre as well which is good yeah yeah you are in prime position here and you're getting a lot of passing traffic I can see so yes. <laughs> it's very handy just for both of us I think yeah yeah and obviously I've just pulled you aside for five minutes to have a chat and uh yeah but no it's, it's a great show um guys we always they always have this stand but I think yeah it works really well but yeah. I think it's just it's, I love the show yes and it's packed now it's super busy um I'm going to have a look around outside yeah. um and it's just yeah there's so much variety so much diversity and lots of inspiration and yeah, it's good. It's a great show to be at, and hopefully we can get get the message out there a lot more. And hopefully, without realising, there's lots of people out here getting ideas that then might be struggling, and then they might go home and give it a go, and it might keep them around a bit with us a bit longer or help calm their brain and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, the message is getting out there, which is what we want. Absolutely, and we'll keep on that message out there. Yeah. yeah. Now, funny enough, I was hearing about Mycorrhizal fungi on the radio the other day, and somebody said they they tested in America showed that they bought radioactive substance five miles away from where they detected it through mycorrhizal fungi it goes underground that much yes it does spread I'm not into the to be honest with you I don't, I don't know all the science in detail that, that's no. definitely the guy's thing but I have been to this I've been to the where they make it because I said I really want to see I want to see everything I want to see all the detail I want to go into the lab because I get really geeky if I see a petri <laughs> dish and everything and absolutely it brings, takes me back to school and I'm like yes I want to have a look at it all um, but yeah, no, it's incredible because actually they say with the root system is that naturally, you, it's in the ground naturally, but for a plant, if you plant a new plant, it can take up to two years for it to reach out and find that secondary yeah. root system, for it to latch onto, grab all the extra nutrients, grab all the extra water. But with their product, is you're literally putting in a tiny bit on the root system and it brings you that within two, in two weeks. So it's speeding up that natural process and bringing you that system that's actually in the soil naturally. Um, it's just bringing that completely closer and making your plants a lot happier and healthier and yeah it's yes. a great it's a great thing and actually that's why I, yeah as, you, as i said to you i really wanted to have a look around go there meet the team and actually understand it um and just try and yeah because i geek out about fungi all the time i love yeah. foraging i did a foraging course all around mushrooms and stuff so that's how i got into into it and then in, found out about the brand that's actually because i love foraging for mushrooms right. and i was like if i'm picking them does it affect the soil underneath does it affect the mycorrhizal fungi that's, that's then helping my plants if I eat the mushrooms? But luckily, it doesn't. So you can still have all the mushrooms you want, as long as obviously the edible ones, and it won't affect the root system underneath, so you're not damaging the plants. So I was like, great, best of both worlds for me. But yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, well, I wish I could eat mushrooms, but I've got an allergy to them. Oh dear. That's really weird good. one. You can, you can harvest them and bring them to me. And I can't even touch them. Oh. So. Awesome. Oh, well, that's more for me then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'll leave it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's lovely to see you again, and it's always Annabelle. We'll come back and see you in your uh, adult garden. Is up and running. Yes, come to the therapy site. So it's opening in October. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so it'll be opening then. But yeah, come and have a look and see what we're doing. I'm going to try and do open days. Obviously, the actual opening date is open to anybody that wants to come. Yeah. Um, but all the information's on the website, so keep an eye on that. And there's a newsletter, so that'll definitely keep people updated with all the latest stuff and then dates and times and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, definitely come along and have a look. And yeah, I'm sure we'll chat then, and hopefully we'll have a couple of drinks and some canapes and some goodie bags and stuff for everybody. So you're spoiling everyone in again. 
hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed with funding, then yes, fingers yeah. crossed. Because you know me, I want if people make the effort, I want to try and give back. Um, and plus, hopefully, and it keeps them coming back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. That's life at number27.com, isn't it? It is, yes. Correct. <laughs> L-I-F-E-A-T-N-O-27.com. So yeah, have a look, but it's everywhere, as you know, on all social media and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Thank you very much. That's right. Thank you. How lovely is it here to, from Annabelle again? I'm really big fan of what she is doing and everything she's accomplishing. And I think that talk just shows how much of a jump she has taken and how serious she has taken her whole life at number 27 project. Empathy as well, fantastic company. I'm hoping in the future to go up and see them and find out what they do up at their place in Kent. So that, that'll be fun and something to look forward to the future. Now, we're coming to the end of this show, so I'm going to kind of summarise up my thoughts and feelings of this show. Now, I've had a really, really good day here. It's only the second time I've been to this show, and I feel, compared to last year, it's changed. Outside area is much bigger, and I think that's good. It is a garden show. They should be utilising the outside a lot more. The floral market I find too busy, which is probably really bad on my behalf because I saw on Gardener's World on the TV, there was a lot of things that I missed because I kind of find it a bit too busy for my liking in there that I have to get out. Now that might be because I come on Sunday. Sunday is generally quite a busy day from what I understand because come half four there's an alarm that goes off which means the sellers start selling off a lot of the displays to, quite cheaply. I've seen them, um, well, well I've stood here, we've seen people walking past that floral marquee with some huge, huge plants. And uh, when we were chatting to Lucy and Sol on the plant experts, they've said they've had people ask how they're going to get the bigger plants home. So, yeah, a bargain may not necessarily be a bargain. There are a lot of stalls selling stuff. And I have this complaint with a lot of shows that we tend to go. You're paying to get into this show. And then when you're inside, it feels like the stalls are just there to try and sell you stuff. Well, Gardner's World, it's not necessarily a case of that. Yes, the stalls are there and they are trying to sell you stuff. But you're getting the demonstrations from the people who are selling the items and you're learning how to use them as well. Going to a high street shop, I don't think you necessarily get that level of expertise with the product you're buying. And again, with the plants, the nurseries that are selling the plants will be able to tell you there and then how to grow their plants and of course that, that's standard in most nurseries not particularly special about gardeners world live but it's worth bearing in mind now the talks is where i believe the real value is in, in these shows and there have been some fantastic talks going on i loved the allotment stage and i would like to spend a bit more time listening to that the main celebrity stage, they were interesting, but I don't really... I'm not really into celebrities as such. Yeah, I think they're great, and I think they're, they're really cool, but would I... Well, as I said, I, I'm a bit tight with money, so I didn't spend the extra to sit in the main stages and see, say, Monty Don or Titchmarsh. Now, that's not to say I wouldn't in the future... I guess I'm just not really a 
a celebrity person. I, I, I like the personal touch, the, the, the feeling that I get with podcasts and, my, and you guys at home. It's one-on-one, it's intimate. I don't feel I get that with these celebrity TV shows. No, no, it might just be me, but that's certainly how I find it. Overall, yeah, I think it's a fantastic show. It's not my favourite, it's still Chili Fiesta at West Dean. But yeah, the show, it's, it's well worth going. If you're thinking of coming next year, book your tickets in advance, it's cheaper. But yeah, I would highly recommend coming. Overall, I think it is a fantastic show. What would I like to see improved? I'd like to see more vegetables, although that might be just how I've perceived it. The trouble with shows like this big, they can't concentrate on one particular field of gardening just because I say so. Uh, it's got to be an all-encompassing thing, and the flower mark and the flower side of gardening is where the big money is. I would also like to see not so much their stalls, but just this feeling that you're paying to get into something that you're going to be sold a lot of stuff at. A bit like you're paying in to get into a shop. And I'd like the emphasis to be more on the gardening. I'd also like, and this is me being a, a little funny daddy, Gardeners World Live to do a podcast. You know, it works. I think this, this podcast have turned out quite well. What do you think? Let me know. So yeah, that's it really. Uh, it's been a long day. I got here at just after nine. It's now coming up to six o'clock and I think it's time to go home. Three hour drive home, probably take a bit longer because I might stop off for some dinner on the way home. If you're coming next year, let me know then what day you're coming and I will let you know if I'm going to be here and if so we'll have a have a good chat to catch up and I think that'll be cool. Well that wraps up Gardener's World Live for 2019. There's next year and I'm hoping to go again next year all being well. I'm just putting the chickens back to bed because Papa Don and Mabuna have decided to sleep outside again which uh, I don't want them to do. Never mind, these things happen, but we'll try and encourage them into their bed. Anyway, that's it for this week, so please take care, and I will speak to you all again next time.